I was going to go easy on you, not to hurt your feelings. You f***ing irritate the shit out of me! I'm only going to get this one chance. It's just a feeling I've got. Like something's about to happen, but I don't know what. All I hear, go get the money. So I go get it. Hate means I do something. Hey, what's going on, peeps? <laughs> Welcome to episode 32 of Gap Cell Keenan. For those of you here for the first time, what is Gap Cell Keenan? It is a live sales call with a real salesperson who is going to try to sell me or my company their wares. However, if they cannot find a problem that I have that I need to solve, then they have to let me critique them live. But if they do, I will buy. I will buy their product. We as a company will buy their product if they can find a problem that I need to have solved. So with that, today's contestant, I don't know, is that what we want to call them? I don't want to call them contestants or whatever we want to call them. But today's um, player, if you will, is the one and only Seth Van Horn. Welcome, Seth. What's up? How are we doing, Keenan? Baby, we're doing good. We I'm are excited. Doing good. I'm really excited. You had a good book. I'm pumped Thank to do you. it. I'm going to try to get my whole team uh, to set up with you after after I do this. After I like the way you work. After you rip me apart. I gotta- <laughs> I don't know. Did you do your homework? I did. I did. All right. Then we will. Then you, I may not have to rip. I don't like ripping people apart. I know. Well, wait, I, I need the critique. So let's okay. do it. I'm All excited. Right. All right. So before you get going, I'm going to give you at least one minute to sort of tell me, at least give me the ballpark of what you sell. Right. I need to know what you sell. Sure. Right? And then right. from there, take it wherever you want to take it. All right. Sounds good. My name is Seth Van Horn. I'm from Oklahoma City. Uh, I'm a co founder of a company called GermRip. We are a disinfectant supply company. Um, and yeah, just been launching over the last six months and have a good partnership with a chemical manufacturer here in, here in Oklahoma. All right. Beautiful. Um, I'm not seeing, oh, there they go. Here come the comments. All right, everybody. Hey, everybody really quick. Let's share the love. I can't see right now. Something, it's acting weird to me. Let's share the love. Everybody share it. Everybody right now, hit the share button or whatever you got to do on your little LinkedIn app, whatever, and let's share this with the world or Facebook, whatever, so other people can see it. And Seth can get even more nervous as he has more people watching him. So, yeah. all right. So that's what you, I know what you do now, Seth, the time, the clock is yours. Okay. Um, first off, I just want to ask you, are you guys completely virtual or have you gone back into the office at all? Completely virtual. Okay. How's that going? Is it tough? No. Actually, no, we we actually were, I guess I define about 80, 75% virtual um, beforehand. So um, yeah, we we actually, it's a funny story. I got kicked out of my office. Uh, We had an office about four years ago and they kicked me out. (laughs) I wouldn't expect anything less. You're a fire. Yeah, not because I didn't pay my rent or anything. I was actually kind of pissed. They kicked me out because they felt that we were too intense too loud too whatever and i was like for real like wow you ever wanted to come and tell us and you just one day decided you didn't even give us a warning wow so, so then when we did that we went to virtual a couple people wanted to keep going into the office so we kept we went through a galvanized like a we work and we kept them in an office but most of us stayed virtual okay so do you have an office now yes or no nope, nope. no office at all wow okay um, that's- 
Well, uh, yeah, we, I think we still have the, we, we, we rented a space in, in a WeWork. It's called Galvanized in Boulder. So okay. we still, I think we still have that space, yes. Okay. And how often do you use that space? I never go. I moved from Denver a month ago, well, four months ago, um, up to Vail because my kids went to a new school. Kids go to a, a ski school, ski academy. So okay. I don't go at all. Brady goes, Emma goes, Danielle goes. Sometimes. Okay. It's very often. I don't know how often. Have they gone back since the pandemic to the office? I'm going to say maybe a couple times, but not very often. Okay. I'm gonna, let's just, for, for simplicity's sake, let's say no more than once a week. Okay. Okay. So tell me about the layout of this space. Is it, can you just give me a quick tour of like. Yeah. So, so you think of a WeWork, right? I don't know what a WeWork is. What? Where do you live? <laughs> oh my God. How do you not know what a WeWork is? I don't know. Maybe that's a dumb Ooh. thing to say. But. Oh my goodness. Okay. So uh, WeWork is the biggest name. There's a bunch of them out there, but they have, they basically rent all these spaces around major cities, right? Okay. And they redo them up and they're dope and they have, you know, food and coffee and they're all beautifully designed. And then okay. you can either go in and you can rent by the day. You can rent a, a table or a seat that moves around um, by the month. You just buy a seat and come in and have internet access and all that and sit anywhere you can sit. And then they also rent rooms or offices in different sizes for people. So you never have to get into a full long-term lease if you're a small company. Okay. So, yeah. So we'll galvanize, like galvanize like a WeWork and we have, I don't know, maybe, God, it can't be more than maybe 250, 300 square feet. It holds, I think, five desks, something like that. Okay. So not a very big space, but it's, no. it holds your small staff that you guys yep. need, maybe three or four people. Yep. Um, so help me understand more about your business, like how much of it's done in person. Well, before the before the the vid, yeah, before the uh, yeah, before the vid, fifty six, all of the all of the execution was done in public. All the consult, I mean, in in person, all the training and all the consulting right. was all done in person. Yeah, now, you got training right coming up. Yeah. Okay, go yeah. ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, and then now I'd say less than. 10%, 90% done virtually. Wow. That's a big change. Um, okay. I know your organization's taking a big pivot with the training and you're down revenue wise 10%, right? Uh, since the pandemic. So how much is that? So funny. You know, it's so funny. Actually, I, I went back and started doing the math. We're actually up in revenue. We're down. Really? Yeah. I was like, wow, look at us. The reason well, we're down in profit. The reason I, you know, I wasn't paying enough attention. We're spending so much this year to um, add all these new things that we're down in profit, but we're up and we're up in revenue. I was like, damn, look at us. Well, congrats. That's, that's a, that's good to hear. Yep. Um, I think that you guys, after this training stuff launches and, and everything, you know, you find a new normal, you'll be even more successful because people are going to start getting used to what's going on. But well, thank you, sir. Ask yeah. me, we'll get you everywhere. <laughs> well, um, since th that profits down, like, does any of that stem from not being in a place together uh, with your with your clients or have you found like a, a pain there because you haven't been able to be with with people? No, a profit's down. Now think about it. You, you're only 23. So it'd be nice to you. Yeah, yeah. Profit's down, not because our revenue's down. OK, right? so we're actually 10 percent. I'm sorry. I said you're just spending more. 
Okay. Yes. So yeah, gotcha. tip number one, tip number one, every person listening, usually the younger ones, not always, not always. When you ask a buyer a question, just shut the fuck up. Just shut up. Just shut up. Let them, who cares where it goes? If you want to interrupt, if something comes to you, make a mental note, jot it down, but let the buyer talk. Because the minute you interrupt the buyer, you run the risk of not getting good information. You run the risk of hearing something you wanted to hear, right? So just let, when they're talking, you're winning. Sure. All right. So, uh, no, we're, we're, uh, we're profits down because we're spending so much. We like had a series of huge investments. Okay. Let's go into this WeWork place. Um, I want to talk a little bit about like, do you have any idea how they sanitize the, the office? They haven't a clue. Not okay. Brady, Brady, Brady's the one who goes in. Danielle goes in. So Brady's my head of operations. Danielle's my executive assistant. Uh, Emma's our graphic design person. So they go in. And so Brady's been managing this whole thing. So I don't have a clue. And I, I yeah, I don't have a clue. Now, I assume it's probably not your staff that's ever having to clean the place. It's probably some. No. Well, our little section we do, like our little, you know, what is it, 150, 200 square feet or whatever we got. Yeah, we got to clean that. Okay. Do you know what the process looks like of how she does that? How no. she cleans the space? No, I have no idea. Have you ever heard of electrostatic spraying? No. Okay. Well, it's, it's a new technology. Why are you talking about your product? I was just, I don't know. I was going to ask. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, so, so okay, right here. When you wanted to talk about your product, and I'm not ignoring. I'm trying to find the uh, thing here so I can watch it. When you wanted to talk about your product, right? Mm -hmm. What were you hoping to accomplish? Well, I wanted to find out if you'd actually heard of the technology that I'm eventually going to want to talk about. Let's just say I have or haven't. What does it matter? It matters so you understand, like, exactly where I'm getting at. Why does it matter where you're getting at? So what, what, okay, yeah. Why does it matter where you're getting at? Well, I don't want to just beat around the bush and, and talk too broad to where we're just talking about something that doesn't really matter for you. Oh, so, oh, 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 oh that's good. So let me, I'm going to give you an, I'm going to tell you what I think you're trying to do and you tell me if I'm right or wrong. Okay. You're thinking if I start telling Keenan about what we do and how cool it is and the features and, and the uniqueness of it or, okay, what? Well, okay, what? Well. I'm just trying to give you information so that you're aware of exactly what I'm talking about when I say electrostatic spraying. Okay, and let just, me ask you this. Okay, let me ask you this. Why wouldn't you start telling me about a car then? Why wouldn't I start telling you about a car? Yeah. Because we don't sell cars. Okay, but if you start telling me about this electrostatic spraying, yeah, right, and I don't have a problem for electrostatic spraying, you might as well tell me about a car. Fair point. That's why I asked it. That's, that's why I was saying to you, what do you think I'm going to do with this information? And I believe that when you or any other salesperson starts to want to tell me about their product or service before they find a problem, they're hoping that I will be like, oh, it does this. Oh, I could use that because you couldn't find the problem by yourself. Okay. I, I see where you're going. I, the main reason is because I wanted to explain the information of, of like, what this product was not necessarily why it's like all the benefits and features of it i just wanted to give you the information so hey, you go for it. give me the information go for it okay it's it's a, a way of disinfecting mm -hmm. that uses it, it charges particles whenever it's sprayed 
to envelop a surface and stick on it. And there's uh, there, there's also fogging. I don't know if you've heard of fogging, but it's basically taking disinfectant and spraying it on a wide scale to quickly disinfect an area. Yep. Um, but I'm going to continue on. I'm I'm sorry if this is getting. No, don't apologize. But I went. I let you keep going. So now that you explained it, right? Yeah. How has that changed this dialogue at all? I, I don't think it really helps. That's why I was. Trying- yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. That's what, <laughs> that's what I was trying to lead you to yeah. when you wanted to start going there. But sometimes we got to learn by going all the way in, right? Yeah. So yeah. if if you you explain to me, I said, well, just tell me about a car then, because if, if right. I don't have a problem to attach it to, then it's not going to land. Now, I get it, everybody, and, and I'm I messed with Seth a little because I get it. Sometimes it helps. So the, you can't find a problem and you start talking about the product and you, and you say some stuff and the buyer's like, oh, oh, well, would that work in, you know, blah, 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 blah. And like, yeah, where'd it go? So, the, so you're hoping, whether you recognize it or not, by telling me what the product is, what it does, that I'm like, oh, I could use that and I tell you what my problem is. But I'm not going to do that for you. You got to find the problem on your own. <laughs> okay, okay, I'll keep going. Um, I even have one. Sure, sure. What would make you and your staff feel more comfortable uh, to regather on a, on a more regular basis? Is there anything that could change? Okay, that is what's called a self-diagnosis question. And you went further than most people with, with, before you asked one. That's literally a self-diagnosis question. So I want you to see if you can re-engineer that because you, you actually already know the answer. I want you to re-engineer that into a problem question. Because you would try to assess my current state not yeah. sell your product. So yeah. if you ask me what would make us feel more comfortable to get together in person, how would you turn that into a problem statement question? I'm going to need your help here. Okay, that's all right. Yeah. Is one of the reasons you guys aren't meeting in person because of concerns of COVID, because concerns of spread, because of concerns of the pandemic, concerns of anything around germs or health, health reasons? Sorry, that was probably mine. Oh, I was like, what in the world? Um, right? That, that's how you would ask. That's how you take what would make you feel more comfortable. Right? When someone says, what would it take to feel more comfortable? What would it take to do? The underlying premise or assumption is there's something wrong that's making you feel uncomfortable. Yeah, that's true. Don't do that. Get right to it. Like jump right to it because that's how you can shorten everything. Get right to it. Ask the question straight. Okay. Um that Dean kind of interrupted me, but what, can you explain the, the question you said again? Just so to- rather than ask me what would make me, us more comfortable to get together yeah. right, in person, ask the question, is, there, is the COVID or is germs or pandemic or whatever a reason you guys aren't getting together or causing you guys to be uncomfortable and not want to be together? Okay. Yeah. So there you go. Is, is COVID-19 the reason that, that your company isn't able to, to get together right now? No. No, because no. you guys are mostly virtual. So what about, let's talk about your seminars. Uh, I know you do speaking engagements and that's probably shifted since the pandemic. So can you give me uh, just a quick quick rundown? Is it like you go on tour uh, to go at these speaking engagements? Not anymore, they're all virtual. All of them are alive like this? Yep. Okay, so do you want to get back in person eventually? Yeah. 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 yeah, what makes you want to get back in person? I enjoy being on the road. You know what I'm saying? I, I enjoy the tactile 
environment, you know, seeing people face to face and stuff. But it's out of my, I'm going to help you out. It's out of my hands. I have no influence in those decisions whatsoever. None. Okay. Okay. Um, well, I, I, I'm getting a little like, since I, you don't have an office space, it's a little different. Um, let's talk about your household. Oh, interesting pivot. Interesting pivot. Okay. Let's talk about my household. That yeah, was actually so pretty good. What do you do? Like, uh, how do you clean your house? What's your methodology? Go ahead. Her name is Christina. Okay. Mm -hmm. Do you she know anything? Like, what is once a yeah, I use about once a month, once every couple of weeks. Okay, I noticed on one of your videos you had a party. Uh, that so was when I was living in Manhattan Beach for the summer. That's why I lived for the summer. Yeah, that was gotcha. a good time. I wish I could go back. <laughs> so, do you know how? Like, it, are you comfortable with just the cleaning, or do you think there should be a little extra step there? Uh, no, I'm comfortable. Feel safer. Okay. What about your children. Good question. So, what about my children? Be more specific. Um, do you think that it's safe enough for your children with what's going on? I do. You do? Okay. Now ask me why? What's that? Now ask me why. Why do you feel like it's safer? It's safe enough. Because my kids all play soccer and skiing, and their school is in session. So I can tell you right now, the last thing I'm worried about is my kids getting anything at home here as opposed when they're on the soccer field running around, breathing and bumping into each other. And then when they're doing their dry land training and running around playing with each other or when they're in school all day long, like the last place I'm worried about is my house. Okay. Well, to talk about schools, a lot of them are using the type of technology that I'm talking about. So maybe they are a little safer there than, than at your house. Uh, with that with that kind of disinfection being in place most public places are trying to their best to use this kind of stuff so um is there any okay here i'm gonna help you out on this one okay <laughs> yeah it's like look i love your pivot but yeah. you have to try to when, when you're doing what you're doing if you're going to pivot to my house and i just gave you some information my kids are out making that shit happen like they're out in public right. and, and all that so you're not going to convince me that they're going to bring it home and i'm going to kill it when they get in the house so what you might have wanted to do was ask about my house and how many strangers come through it, how many people come through, if we're talking COVID, right? I mean, because mm -hmm. pre-COVID, I couldn't give a shit about germs. Like, I'm, I'm sure. a, I believe in a five-second rule, literally, man. Like, I'm, I'm knock on wood, oh, knock on wood a thousand times. I rarely, rarely get sick, and I'm convinced of it is because when I was a kid, I didn't wash my hands. I was always playing in mud. You know, I dropped my gum. Oh, quick, pick it up and eat it. You know what I'm saying? So I didn't grow up in a super sterilized world. So I don't really subscribe. To, I, I didn't even use hand sanitizer up until now, the COVID thing, because I believed, again, that it killed antibody, healthy antibodies. So I believe in antibodies, big time. Um, so, so there's number one. And so number two, the only thing you would convince me is if I had a lot of strangers coming through my house, right? Let's say I was a therapist and people were coming to my house. So let's say... I did something. I was a, a doctor and I, and I worked out of my home or, you know what I'm saying? So lots of people, you might get my attention then, but the only people that come to my house, 99% of the time are my kids and, you know, a handful of friends. And I'm not going to pay a service because I have eight or nine friends a whole month come through my house. So I don't want you to pay a service either. I think that's expensive and not worth it. Um, I, I would want to get you equipped with the right, the right stuff to do it yourself and make sure that you can, you can clean your environment anytime you want. Um, I was about to say, does that sound interesting to you? And that's just a 
horrible question to ask. <laughs> okay. So, so do you sell cleaning supplies? Yeah. So like, like this, this is a fogger. Uh, and then we have an organic disinfectant for someone like a, a household to use. Like you spray it in a bottle? What's that? You spray it? Uh, so you pour this into that. Into that fogger? This fogger. And okay. it, it's basically like taking a Lysol can and putting it on a wide scale. Got it. Um, got it. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. So no, I don't think I have. No, I don't, I don't believe I have any problems big enough to make that. To number one, here's a good one too, everybody. Even if it was, wasn't very expensive, which I'm sure it's not, but I don't even want to go through the hassle of fogging my house. I don't want to tell my cleaning lady. So even if I had it, you know, right. it, was, it was fairly cheap. It's, I don't want to go through the hassle of, of setting up and fogging the whole house. I just, I don't have a problem. So here's the cool part. In, in, you get to learn this here, Seth. Number one, I, I think you came on because you just wanted a chance to practice and, and give it a go, which is perfectly okay. Because my gut's telling me that I don't fit my company really doesn't fit your ideal customer profile. So I applaud you for coming on. Thank you. We do a lot of B2B, so that's more of our area. And, and I would even say I did 90% of my business is B2B, but I don't think it's about B2B. I think it's about the size of my organization and where I'm in, right? Yeah. If, you know, if I'm selling something you're selling, I'm, I'm selling it to high traffic areas. I'm selling to not even B2C. I might be selling this to malls or I might be selling this to restaurants and people whose business relies on being as sterile as possible and as safe as possible, right? So I'm not selling to someone who doesn't have a lot of foot traffic, doesn't have a lot of transient customers, Right. So I think all of those things are important to you when you're looking for that ideal customer profile. Mm -hmm. So I get it. I'm not it. Um, but you gave it an all star effort. What I would say to you, though, is is when you got to that place where you started to realize, I don't think they have a problem. Just say it. OK, just say, okay. hey, you know what, Mr. you know, Mr. and Mrs. Customer or, you know, what, Keenan, I didn't think you were going to have one. I asked a few questions. I really appreciate you sharing this information with me. But this is how I do it. So you watch what I do here. Everybody pay attention. Based on what I've heard. The fact that you don't have a high transient clientele, the fact that you're not seeing or sick people aren't coming in front of you, the fact that you're doing very, very little interaction, the fact that your your space is only 300 square feet or 400 square feet, the fact that people only go in once a week, based on these criteria, generally speaking, that's not a good fit. And so unless I've missed something, you know, I really appreciate you taking a few minutes and I don't have anything to sell you. So I really do appreciate you taking a minute. Okay. Yeah. I think giving him all those reasoning, like all those reasons is probably smart just to like show that you've listened even. Yes, yes, yes. And look, people are going to love it. If every salesperson in the world, every salesperson listen, every sales manager listen, I beg of you, please do this. Because imagine how buyers would see us in the future if they realize that when the salesperson couldn't find a problem, they often say, hey, I'm out. I, I can't help you. I really appreciate you taking the time. They'd be more inclined to talk with someone. They'd be more inclined to have the conversations. Because they wouldn't feel like they're being screwed over. But salespeople, yeah. we push and we push and we push even if they don't need the shit. And then they just feel trapped and they feel bullied and it's just a joke. So if you can't help them, step out. Just step out and make it happen. And here's the other cool part. Every once in a while, you might get lucky. So I did this about two and a half years ago, maybe two years ago. I did that because I couldn't find a problem. And I, and I was doing the discovery. And the person kept giving me all the greatest things. Oh, no, our sales team is 20% above this. And our sales team is doing this. And we're doing this. And I'm like, it sounds to me that everything's great. I really appreciate taking some time. But based on what I heard, if this, 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 and this, we can't help you. But it was great talking with you. And yeah. he goes, all right, man, I really appreciate it. And then he calls me back two days later. He goes, 
I know what it is, man. I knew. He goes, we don't have a, a common methodology. And because of that, I think we're underperforming. I'm like, okay, talk to me about that. And so really what happened was he was so proud of his organization when I was asking him the questions. He didn't really want to go to where he, you know, where he was failing. And then when he had time to sit back and think about it, he got to tell me where he was failing. We dug in and he became one of our biggest customers that year. We trained his, we trained his, his, his team all over the United States and, and, and over in Europe and everything. So my point is when you sell them, tell them you don't see anything, then they might be inclined to say, well, no, no, those are true, but I have this over here or this. Like, oh, okay, please tell me more. Right? Yeah. So that helps. All right. I feel like sometimes it takes a, a client to actually figure out what their own problem is. Like, like he, you said he was proud. So like it, it may have taken him a day or two to actually like figure it out. Yeah. But that's rare. If you do gap selling correctly, that's rare. Absolutely rare. Right. It, it, like when you get good at this, Seth, you'll be able to ask very targeted questions to the problems and you're going to get there really quick. Right. It's going to be rare that you're going to get that somebody is crushing it and not realizing. See, my situation was different because I could sell something opportunistic. Right. In other words, yeah, everything's great. No existing problems. But he realized that teams underperforming. He believes they could do more if there was more consistency. All right. That's different than, well, I think I might have more germs in my place in the future. Right. Unless, of course, something's going to change in their business and you miss that yeah. part. Right. They're having more traffic or something like that. Yeah. Now you're, now you're talking. Yes. There's going to be more traffic soon. Now you're talking. Yes. So um, the key is just to get really good at finding the problem, bro. Right. Really good at finding the problem. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. So I'm looking at some of the comments here. Not as many comments today. It was a quiet one. No comments, everybody. Huh? I know it was, it was a quiet one today with Seth. Um, but <laughs> right, my man, well, listen, I really appreciate you taking the time. Was this helpful? Yes, it was. I think that, you know, it threw me off that you didn't have an office space. I was really expecting that, which you can't, you can't assume anything. I mean, you gotta go in and make a conversation. So yep. Yep. Um, if you do have, uh, you know, clients that may need something like this, uh, maybe schools or like your kid's school, if they're, if they're using a type of disinfectant, a lot of those can be harmful. Um, so I would encourage you to reach out to me. Um, if you know of anyone that might be needing something, a solution. All right. I can do that. Yeah. I can do that. Yeah, Keenan. All right, baby. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it, brother. You're a good cat. You're a good <laughs> cat. <laughs> All right. See you later. Yep. All right, everybody. So there it was. Gapsell Keenan, number 32. That was an interesting one. He was enthusiastic. I like that. Um, but I think he knew when he came in, he he I wasn't a good ideal customer profile, but he, he went for it and he learned a little something and he proved it. So if you want to gap sell me, if you want to gap sell me, if you think you have a product or service that I need, that I have a problem that your product or service can solve, text me right here. Text me right here. And I will get you on gap selling, gap sell Keenan, and I'll buy. The person last week sold us a phone service. In case you missed it, we, I've already bought something. I already bought something. So, all right, folks, this was awesome. Thank you very much. You know what I'm going to say? Until next time, peace. I'm out. All I hear, go get the money. So I go get it. Hate means I do something.